Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Happy November! It's November! Oh my gosh, it's almost the holiday season. All right, I'm being a little tongue-in-cheek. I'm not one of those people who has a Christmas countdown on my phone. We all know people like that, right? They start playing Christmas music before Halloween. I mean, I went to Walmart last week to do my grocery shopping, and there were Christmas decorations everywhere. The food shelves were half empty, but, man, there were Christmas decorations stacked to the ceiling. There is a guy that I work with at church in the kids' ministries, He actually has an app on his phone that has Christmas music and Christmas lights and gives you a daily countdown of the number of days until Christmas. (laughs) You're not going to get that here. But I do think November signifies the soft entry to the holiday season. And I've had multiple conversations about Thanksgiving with the family where... I will be spending my day, my Thanksgiving day, not my family, uh, similar to last year. I'm not able to travel this year, but I am really excited about baking and cooking. And I even have a Friendsgiving planned with my college roommate. Uh, And so I've started to talk about the holidays a little bit. Plus, once we get through this first week of November, it's, now don't misunderstand me here, it's not calm It's calmer than what it's been in October. It's not calm because college football really gets cray in November, uh, kind of building on what we've seen the first few months. And, of course, the NFL. And this year in November, we have the World Cup. So it's not like it's quiet or boring. (laughs) I can't remember the last time I was bored. It's funny. I talk to other hosts or I hear other hosts talk about how, quote, there's nothing going on or it's boring. It's a boring night. And I think, are we covering the same industry? Because I don't remember the last time there was, quote, nothing going on or it was boring in sports. But anyway, once we get through the baseball postseason, at least – it calms down a tad in terms of major events, night in, night out. And so then I feel like I can start to plan some desserts for Thanksgiving. Eek. That's, I'll just be fair, that's my favorite part is the food. <laughs> the food, the fun, the family, the friends, the football, all of that. Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday and we're just weeks away. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I hope that you enjoyed the first day of November. It's special. I've been using the orange heart emoji a lot over the last few weeks. It makes me happy. And I'll continue to wear orange even though it's no longer October. It just seems to fit this time of the year. 
We are live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Do you need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. Man, do we have a lot to get to tonight because it was all converging in the sports world. Not only the NFL trade deadline, which took place on Tuesday afternoon, but a major bombshell from Brooklyn, of course, because that's the only way that Brooklyn deals. A Brooklyn bombshell. Uh, with Steve Nash ousted as the head coach of the Nets following just seven games of this new season. We're going to talk about that and all the specifics with our New York Post Nets insider, Brian Lewis, thankfully is a night owl and also has had a really busy day. And so he uh, will join us about an hour from now. And He's got a new column up on what went so horribly wrong and also the potential for Ime Udoka, the suspended Celtics head coach, to quickly, as in 24 to 48 hours, quickly become the new head coach of the Nets. Now, you may remember, but if you don't, I'll tell you, he was on Steve Nash's staff before he took the job in Boston. He was only in Boston for one year, one year that started in the toilet and ended up in the penthouse in the NBA Finals, Uh, and so it was quite the meteoric rise for him as a head coach, but everything that happened with his suspension and the accusations that have been made against him and really everyone keeping the details under wraps in Boston, what we do know is that he's available. The Celtics are happy to let him go somewhere else. They're not interested in keeping him around and would love to somehow divest themselves of Ime Udoka, which is a powerful statement on what was happening behind the scenes, even if we don't know the details. But of course the Nets do not care about that because the Nets only function in dysfunction. I've said it before. Jay gets so mad at me because he knows it's true. It strikes a chord with producer Jay. I don't even need him to look at me or he's refusing to look at me right now. I don't even need him to look at me or to acknowledge. I just know He hates it when I say it, but the Brooklyn Nets are the Cleveland Browns of the NBA. They don't ever do anything in non-dramatic, non-dysfunctional fashion. Everything with these two franchises makes headlines. Everything with these two franchises seems as though it's a lot of bluster, a lot of attention always moves that other stable franchises question and can't really figure out why they would do it the way they did it. They make a lot of headlines, but for all the wrong reasons. That's the Browns, and it has been. The Browns fans know this well. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. And the Nets are very familiar with it now, too. Strangely enough, they seemed like they were on a stable path, a steady path, and they were making inroads until they decided to make a splash. Not just Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but of course, James Harden. You all know the rest. Or if you don't, it's because you've repressed it and you no longer want to remember. It's a protection mechanism from your brain. (laughs) So we'll talk about that coming up. Kevin Durant did speak about Steve Nash and the ouster of Steve Nash, or if you believe the team, a mutual parting of ways. 
such a buzz phrase in sports and in business, actually. Um, they had a game tonight. And so we heard from Sean Marks, the general manager before the game, and then heard from Kevin Durant and the new interim coach or new old interim coach, Jacques Vaughn, after the game. You'll hear from both of them coming up. Then we had the first college football playoff rankings unveiled. They're more of a conversation starter than they are concrete positions. Uh, They're more about generating conversation at this point in November. The college football playoff committee is very strategic about releasing their rankings because they believe it keeps college football more front and center. In fact, it draws more attention to the weekend matchups because we now have rankings to give us a framework. But so much could change between now and the final rankings, which don't come out until after conference championships. We also have more suspensions in the Michigan State-Michigan brawl. And so we'll give you the latest in that situation. But it certainly seems like the Spartans are coming down hard, though Jim Harbaugh has already told us an apology is not enough and he does expect criminal charges. Oh, and then the World Series. Remember that thing? That event? That crown jewel? The fall classic taking place in Philadelphia? Oh, yeah. So much. There's just so much. Which means I probably don't have time to tell you about Jaws in concert. (laughs) Uh, I know that people keep asking, and Jay wants me to give my review, too, so he can weigh in because it's one of his favorite movies. Uh, I'll try to get to some of the non-sports stuff uh, that you all have been asking me about. I did, before we start, I did share this quote on both Twitter and Facebook. I saw this over the weekend, actually at church. Uh, It was shared on a video at church, and we shared it with my fourth and fifth graders in class, and it really resonated with me. In fact, I copied it right away into the notes on my phone, and I was waiting for an opportunity to share it. And this morning and today, uh, it, it definitely felt like the right time. This is not about sports, except for it, <laughs> there's always people on my social media who assume everything I say and everything I tweet is about sports. And they put everything through a sports lens. But I guess if that's how you want to do it, um, I'm much more multidimensional. In fact, sports is, I wouldn't even say it's the, it's the biggest element of my life. In October, it happens to be a little more uh, of a heavy element. But this quote is from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And it's such great wisdom. And I absolutely love it. We must accept finite disappointment but never lose infinite hope. Now that can mean a lot of things to a lot of people, depending upon where you are in your life and what challenges you're dealing with. It could be personal. It could be professional. Again, I don't think it has anything to do with your sports teams, but what stands out to me, and I looked this up because I wanted to know when Dr. King said this, it was just two months before he was assassinated. And he was still continuing to spread the message that he is so famous for of equality and of hope, to be sure. And a man who resonated hope despite everything he was facing on a daily basis. And he couldn't have known that two months later 
he would die the way that he did. But he certainly understood the fishbowl that he was in. He certainly understood the waves that he was making. He certainly understood that there were people that did not want to hear his message and did not want to see him continue to spread the wisdom and share the hope that he did. So obviously would have known that he was in danger or that he was always having to be vigilant. And yet his wisdom, I mean, there are so many quotes that are attributed to him. His wisdom is still, even today and moving forward, so applicable to the human experience. We must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. And some of you have responded, which I appreciate. Mostly, I just wanted to share that because there's always something that we're dealing with, right, in our own personal lives. And whether it happens to be a tough week or it happens to be a week in which you feel more joy and you feel lighter and don't feel burdened by some of the challenges of life as much, it kind of goes in waves, right? Or peaks and valleys. A lot of people describe it as the highest of the mountain peaks, but then the lowest of those valleys. And that, again, is really part of being a human being on this planet. Uh, So that quote, the past couple of days, I've been thinking about it and stewing over it, chewing it, chewing it. Do you chew a quote? I suppose you can. You know what I mean. Uh, And I love it and I wanted to share it. So I hope that it means something to you and resonates with you. Um, but no need to worry about me. It's <laughs> some of you <laughs> sending hugs. <laughs> some of you, I'm so concerned about you. Hang in there. No, no, it's just a, it's just a piece of wisdom that can apply to every day, whether it's a good day, whether it's a good week, whether it happens to be a tougher one. Hope is eternal. Hope is something that we all need. And I don't know where I would be without hope. I probably wouldn't still be alive. And I don't know if I'd... Um, if I was, I don't know if I'd have a life worth living. So I uh, hanging on to hope, especially over the past couple of years that we have gone through. I feel like one of the goals of the show, my show as a host of the show is to share hope always, which again has zero to do with sports, but some of us do find distractions and entertainment from sports. So that always can help too. You can find me on Twitter, a law radio. If you want to find that quote and share it Uh, also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Lots of you still watching us be goofy in our double feature, our Halloween double feature on our YouTube channel. Uh, So that's available if you find our YouTube channel named after the show or uh, you can find the videos pinned to the top of our Facebook page. And our phone number is 855-212-4227. It is toll free. Let's dive into the World Series couple of minutes here, and then we'll get to a break. We'll obviously talk Steve Nash and NFL trade deadline, and we're just going to cram it all in uh, like some of us cram the food down on Thanksgiving. I think it's important to consider the Phillies' home field advantage. You will hear people say, whether it's people who work in this business or whether it's former players, former managers, coaches, yada, 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 analysts, that home field advantage doesn't really matter anymore when it comes to playoffs. And it's not specific to baseball. You'll hear that about football. You'll hear it about hockey. You'll hear it about basketball. And maybe in some cases it's true. But I refuse to believe that it is never a factor and that 
there are not teams out there who have a very distinct home field advantage because of the fans, because of their passion, because they show up, because of how they play when their fans are carrying them with that wave of emotion. So I thought it would be an interesting question to throw out there, and we may not have time to to share a ton of answers, but you'll see them on Twitter and Facebook. Across the board in sports, which teams have the best home field, home court, home ice advantages? And it's not really about who has the best fan bases. I don't think that's fair. But where do the fans create a distinct home field or home, you know what I mean. It's kind of awkward to say. So I don't want to limit it just to baseball and home field advantages. Football, we know there are teams. I see. I don't even want to name any because I feel like if I name some, then I'll be stealing your thunder. Uh, so which teams, now it's teams, we're not talking cities here, which teams create actual, tangible home field, home court, home ice advantages for their, their favorite teams? Which fan bases do that? It's a lot about the fan bases. I have so many good answers, but again, I don't. I don't want to use any of them because I feel like I'll be stealing uh, some of your answers. I don't think there's an infinite number. I I do actually think that there are a few that should jump out to you. Maybe you wouldn't have said that about the Phillies before this playoff run. But you've got to know by now that at home, at Citizens Bank Park, the Phillies have a distinct advantage. Doesn't mean they can't play on the road. It means they are carried, they are bolstered, they are emboldened, and they are better when they're at home. We had to wait an extra night to see them back at the bank. The World Series returning to Citizens Bank Park for the first time in a long time, and boy, they took advantage right off the top in the first inning. Two outs, rudder at first. And McCullers kicks and comes home. And the pitch swung on. Hits him. Right field. And the Phillies are going (laughs) to. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, they are. Bryce Harper has put the Phillies on top with a two-run home run over the out-of-town scoreboard. Simply amazing, Harper here at home has homered on back-to-back swings. Listen to this. Crazy. On Phillies Radio, I absolutely love their reactions to what they see on a, a nightly basis from this team and how hot they are and how much they're feeding off one another as well as their fans. Uh, this was a no-doubter, again, from Bryce Harper. Lance McCullers knew it the second that Bryce connected. It was a first-pitch home run. It was a first-pitch uh, first, <laughs> nope, not that. It was a first pitch blast from Bryce. And that's now a six-pack for Harper in these playoffs. But nothing like your first home run on this stage. So Bryce Harper finally has a World Series home run. And you can see that he is in his element right now. If you're watching the game, then you may have seen after Bryce runs through all of the various handshakes and gestures and special connections that he's got with all of his teammates in the dugout, he goes all the way through the line, uh, does all the handshakes. Kyle Schwarber's there to greet him again at the end. And by the time he gets back to the top step of the dugout, so over closer to where guys uh, get come out of the dugout, up the steps, and go over to stand in the on-deck circle, Bryce Harper is yelling. And the camera catches him yelling for Alec Boehm. Boomer! Boomer! And for whatever reason, there's a camera right there, so you can hear him clearly yelling, Boomer! And he gets Alec's attention, and so Alec was in the on-deck circle, comes back over to speak to Harper, and they, it's obviously loud in the, uh, in the stadium, and so they're, they're real close and tight, and, and he's saying something to him. So Boehm goes up, and he gets 
I think he got, I don't remember exactly what he did. He was an out there in the first inning, but it wasn't too long before he had an opportunity again to apply whatever wisdom and advice Bryce Harper gave him. And the pitch to Alec Bohm, blasted left field deep. Alvarez back, he turns, he looks, it's gone, it just clears. Lead off homer here in the second for Alec Bohm on a low laser just over the left field wall. And it's 3-0 Phillies. Swung on, hit in the air, high and deep, right field. Tucker drifting back to the track at the wall. He jumps, and it's off the top of the wall. Is it a homer? They say yes. Brandon Marsh. Swung on, hit in the air, center field. Going back on his McCormick. Back toward the wall. It is gone. Off the brick wall. Above the trees. A two-run center field home run for Kyle Schwarber. And the Phillies are leading it now six to nothing. Here's the 2-2 pitch to Hoskins. Swung on, hit in the air. Deep to left field. It is gone. Back-to-back home runs. Schwarber and Hoskins. Reese is pumping his fist going around second base. Seven-nothing Phillies. Whose house? Mercy. When it was all said and done, five home runs off McCullers, a record for home runs surrendered by a single pitcher in a World Series game. So Dusty Baker left him out there. Clearly a frustrating night for Lance, who goes four and a third only, but gives up the five home runs, the seven runs on six hits. Strikes out five, but man, the Phillies had no trouble getting to him. There was a conversation about whether or not he was tipping his pitches, and that was brought up post-game. I think guys have conversations all the time, you know, before at-bats and before innings and things like that. So, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and say anything like that. They, I got whooped. Yeah. End of story. And I got beat, man. You know, they, uh, they hit a lot of... A lot of solid pitches, I thought. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, we got beat pretty bad. And I got beat up pretty bad. They just had good at-bats, you know. I mean, I felt like I made some adjustments and went on a little bit of a of a decent run there toward the middle of the game. And then, obviously, it, you know, they had two homers to, uh, to before I got taken out. So, um, you know, this is a game of adjustments, and, and they're a good team. I've said that before. And uh, I got beat today. They're not just a good team, Lance McCullers. They are a hot team, and they're playing at home where, if you're keeping score, you now know the Phillies are 6-0 and at Citizens Bank Park. The first two series that they split on the road went back to Philadelphia and never returned to the other stadium. Against Atlanta, against San Diego, there is that potential against the Astros. Now, it, certainly the storyline here is the Phillies' offense, but the Astros' offense should also be a story, or the Phillies' pitching, uh, depending upon how you look at it. Only five Houston hits. So we'll look a little more at this Game 3, delayed Game 3 of the World Series, but no doubt worth the wait for Phillies fans. First World Series win for Philadelphia since Game 5 of 2009. We are just getting started. A lot to do, but the question is out there. I'd love to hear from you. I'll try to put it up on social when I have an opportunity. Um, you can also send your questions for Ask Amy Anything and answer while you're there. So on Twitter, After Hours CBS, or our Facebook page, it is our hump show, and I need to know which teams have the best 
home field, home court, home ice advantage in sports? Because I think it's intriguing. It's not a factor for every team, but there are some, like the Phillies, who are making the most of being at home, the friendly confines, if you will. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Everybody's standing as Bellotti is ready. And another 3-2 to McCormick. Strike three called. Got it looking. And the Phillies are two wins away. As they take out the Astros in this critical game three, a five homer barrage backs the pitching of Rangers Suarez and the Phillies with a seven to nothing win tonight in game three. Just walking into the ballpark, I mean, just being back home, I think, is, is such a momentum swing for us just for the pure fact of our fan base. I mean, we all come in here and we're ready to go and we're excited to get on the field because we know they're going to show up and, you know, there's going to be 46,000 people here screaming and yelling, going crazy. And, um, you know, this whole this whole city is, is so excited to be in this moment. Um, and we're just, you know, thrilled to be able to play in front of them and, and have this opportunity and, you know, just be here with them. Getting you to the good half of your week. It's the Hope Show on After Hours. That's what Bryce Harper is talking about, an actual home field advantage. And boy, have we seen it. He's been giving credit to the fans at Citizens Bank Park for weeks now, and they have responded. I think they take it as a personal challenge. Rob Thompson has another way of explaining what these Phillies fans mean to them. They're like the Eagles. They get better every game. It was really something. Yeah, it's really good. It definitely is. I'm not even there. I'm only watching on TV and then listening on the radio, and still you can hear the roars. I would tell you that Houston has a similar atmosphere, and then at Minute Maid Park with the roof closed, uh, certainly that is a louder, it's a different noise. Not every team responds, though, to the home field advantage. And there are places around the country where it is tangible. It's obviously not SoFi Stadium, okay? So so you kind of understand what I'm saying. Rooted, grounded, passionate, maybe long-suffering at times. Fan bases. But fan bases who are emotional, they're engaged, and they show up in good times and in bad. Obviously, you're going to have more people who are interested in buying tickets when a team is winning. There's always that fringe. But if your core fan base shows up, and I would say as a side note, reserves the right to tell you what they think of you, whether it's positive or negative, if they take ownership, that's a fan base that makes a difference. And the Phillies fans, we'll just say Philadelphia sports fans, they take ownership of their team, which means they believe they have the right to give their input for better or for worse. I mean, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Lots of people make fun of Philadelphia sports fans. The whole line is the booing of Santa Claus. Dear Lord, there isn't a fan base in the world that wouldn't boo Santa Claus right now. I don't even think that's a thing. For goodness sake, the New York fans booed Aaron Judge this year. Booing is pretty common in every venue, in every sport around the country. And it happens so quickly. One moment you're the windshield, the next moment you're the bug. I mean, that if you're an athlete, that's just how it goes. But when it comes to Philly sports fans, I love that they take ownership. They're invested. 
That's the part that matters so much. For better or for worse, in sickness and in health, till death do us part. Isn't that the... That's the the way that Philadelphia sports fans look at their teams. We are married. (laughs) We're stuck together. I can't quit you. And those make the best home field, in this case, advantages. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. So producer Jay is putting up a spot on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, as well as our Facebook page where you can weigh in about the best home field or home court or home ice advantages uh, around sports. I'm not just looking for baseball. I'm, I'm looking for anything so we can open it wide. And then you can also send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. Hey, producer Jay, would you like to hear an early question on our Facebook page? Are you ready? I think I know the one you're going to say. Do you? Favorite Halloween candy. That's the one. Huh. If only you and I had done a video and given a, the peeps our top seven steps on the stairway to seven Halloween candy. If only we had done an entire YouTube video on our favorite Halloween candy. We really should have thought of that. Wow. We should have. I kind of feel like this guy should be on our production staff. No? Yeah. He's, sign him up. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay, let's hear uh, one more from Dusty Baker. Actually, well, we heard from Bryce, heard from Rob, we heard from Lance. Let's hear from Dusty, and then we'll get to Marco Belletti. So, Dusty obviously is being asked more about the Phillies offense and his pitcher, Lance McCullers. I kind of think that the Houston offense deserves a little bit of the scrutiny, considering that the Astros only managed five hits. And they did, now they were 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position, but the fact that they only had three opportunities with a runner in scoring position, I think is also telling. Uh, But Dusty talking about that Phillies blast with the five home runs and the chasing of Lance McCullers in the fifth. It's pretty evident what kind of threat they pose. (laughs) and They can hit the ball out of the ballpark and they can hit. And so, uh, you know, we we just got to go back to the drawing board and, and, and figure was it was it them tonight or was it Lance tonight? You know, not having this off. I don't think the series is over, but I do know that Game Three, the winner of Game Three, has an overwhelming advantage in a tie series. Uh, so the stats bore that out, but you know the stats don't bore out the last team into the postseason. The Phillies, who needed what all but the last two days of the regular season to punch their ticket, they changed managers in the middle of the season. The stats don't necessarily bore out the fact that they would be the hottest team right now and the and the uh, best team left in the National League. So we'll see what happens. But I I do think the Astros have a ton of experience, which will help them, and a lot will rest on Justin Verlander, right? Because Verlander's been a abysmal in the World Series, like flat out awful. He doesn't have a World Series win. All of his accolades, Marco, all of the the shiny individual awards and trophies on his resume, he cannot yet claim a World Series win. And it's a big deal. His numbers are, they're They're awful. awful. They're awful. There's no way to sugarcoat that. They're awful. Um it's surprising because he's not a guy that shrinks in the big moment, right. you think? Because mm-hmm. you've seen it too many times in the playoffs. So we've seen him come up with so many big performances to get to the World Series, whether it was the Tigers or the Astros. So right. the idea that he's been so bad, you do have to wonder if it's gotten into his head a little bit, especially because game one, they gave him a big lead. They did. And he gave it right back. Five And runs. he was perfect through three and then couldn't get Boom. anybody out. Yeah, exactly. Now you got to wonder again, look. I love Dusty Baker. But he has the questions, the fact that they kind of hung him out to dry. He left him out there for so long. 
kind of left Lance McCullers out there to dry against again. He so did. it's still the idea of Verlander, but is Dusty going to be as slow to go to his pen, who's been great, as he's been in this series? At some point, he's got to show a little bit more urgency. In my mind, if your starter doesn't have it, don't be afraid to go to a bullpen that's been locked down. Yes, the bullpen's been so good. And he's got you guys You know when the Houston been... Astros don't have an advantage? When we don't ever see Ryan Presley or any of those other relievers. Right, and it's not just the Neris and the Presley and the Montero. Like, I understand the back end of the bullpen. That's where it's been the money. But he's got, I mean, you saw Jose Urquidy, who hasn't basically pitched in the I don't think he's pitched at all in the postseason. This might have been his first appearance. This is a guy that was a starter. He won like 13, 14 games, and he's good. So, like, there's guys there that are not just your automatic on the back end of the bullpen, you've got other arms. Don't be afraid to go to guys if your guy in front of you doesn't have it. And that's the only thing that I'm a little leery of Dusty Baker right now because it's almost like he's hearing the voices of all his past problems in the postseason of the World Series. So between Verlander and Dusty, like at some point, you know that Verlander needs to show up. You also know that Dusty Baker needs to be a little quicker with the pull Mm. and not trust his aging veteran as much as he does maybe. Christian Javier will go in game four. Let's just say that the Astros lose that game, though. Uh, it would be Justin Verlander in game number five. Holy cow, I can feel the tension building for Astros fans. All right, we'll talk more about that. Uh, coming up, we've got Steve Nash out in Brooklyn, and Ime Udoka could be the next Nets head coach within days. Also, the next hour, when we have a chance to talk to Marco, we'll hear about the banana and the monkey. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Who went trick-or-treating because he was not with us last night. So all that's still ahead. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. three and he buries it again 15 in the corner for Zach Levine there's still 537 to go and the Bulls have their largest lead it's nine timeout nets the Bulls in transition wide open left side Levine bam a wide open left side three ball and the Bulls have taken a six-point lead 96-90 on a day where they relieve Steve Nash of 
his head coaching duties. They blow a second-half lead. Zach Levine with 20 in the fourth quarter as the Bulls come from behind to beat the Nets 108-99. to This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. It is... Uh... Not stunning to me anymore when the Nets do not lose or when they lose in some unexpected fashion, like a brutal fourth quarter against the Bulls. You hear Chris Carino on Nets radio and then also Chuck Swirsky on Bulls radio. It certainly appeared as though the Nets were headed to a big win, maybe back-to-back wins uh, in the wake of Steve Nash and the team parting ways, but that did not happen um, it's not even the biggest story. Here they are at two and six, and I know that that has a direct connection to the change at head coach, but it's not the biggest factor. It's not the most important factor. And coming up at the top of the hour, I kind of feel bad. We only have Brian Lewis of the New York Post on the show when things are so horribly wrong with the Nets, but you know what? That's the space he lives in, and honestly, that's the space they live in right now. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. A couple things going on with our social media right now. Uh, so check out our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or our Facebook page. We've got your space to send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. So that you can do uh, on either of our social media sites. And then, just for fun... With the Phillies being perfect at home in the postseason, and that has given them a decided advantage, you can see how much better they play and how much they enjoy performing for their fans at Citizens Bank Park. What teams out there enjoy distinct home field or home court or home ice advantages created by their fans, created by their fan bases? Uh, who are so invested in and till death do us part type of a thing. So we've got posts up on both Twitter and Facebook again, and we'll go through your answers. I know producer Jay will retweet some of those, but we're going to talk Nets here for a little bit. And then top of the hour, Brian Lewis of the New York Post. So yes, the Bulls come back. They hand Brooklyn another loss, but the news was earlier in the day and it was, Phrased as a mutual parting of ways, this was a mutual agreement between the Nets and Steve Nash, but Sean Marks, the general manager, still has to answer for the decision. We both felt this was this was time. Uh, it was certainly trending in that way, and to be quite frank, the team was uh, was not doing what it was supposed to be doing. The team was not doing what it was supposed to be doing. It's never that simple, right? It's never as simple as, hey, the team's not listening to the head coach. The team's not winning. I'm stunned that Steve Nash lasted as long as he did. But my big question immediately when I saw this news, and it it caught me off guard on Tuesday afternoon, why bother bringing him back if this is what you were going to do? Remember, Kevin Durant went to Joe Psy. Was it London where he he went to Joe Psy? They had that meeting in London, and it leaked, of course. The gist of the conversation was this. The crazy part is it had to leak from someone either very close to Joe Psy or KD himself, (laughs) one or the other. (laughs) Anyway, the, the gist of that conversation between the owner of the Nets and Kevin Durant after he'd asked for a trade was, hey, I'll stay if you get rid of both Sean and Steve. And Joe Sy put out a statement and said, I back my guys. 
So then why now? Why bother? Why start the season with Steve Nash? Give him that dreaded vote of confidence. Start the season with Steve Nash only to decide it's not working, which is the the phrase that Sean Marks uses. It's not working after seven games. Feels like you could have saved yourself a whole lot of trouble if you had just given in to Kevin Durant. But according to KD, this was not on him, and he didn't have any idea it was coming. Oh, shocked. I mean, you're always shocked when a move like this happens, but it's normal in the NBA, you know, so it's about getting ready for the game tonight. That's true. It is fairly common and normal way of life in the NBA. And I would say in, in professional sports and, and even in like big-time college football, we have already had multiple coaches ousted, uh, even though we're nowhere near the end of the season yet. So, Sean Marks, how much did the players have to do with this decision to part ways with Steve? Zero. There was zero input from, from any of the players on this. I think this was a decision that uh, we didn't need that. Um, Steve and I didn't need that. Um, obviously, I, I've talked to Joe about this, but um, the players were not consulted. They were they were told ahead of time that this was the direction we were going to today, but I, I don't think we needed that, uh, you know, that, that input right now. A lot of stuff. We didn't have a healthy team. You just didn't play well. Um, and that's what happens in the league. So um, that doesn't take away from Steve's basketball IQ, his how he teaches the game. I don't think that takes away from anything. It just didn't. We just didn't work out. I like working with Steve. I like working with the coaching staff. It was a roller coaster the last few years, but you know the core of it, basketball, is something that we all love to do. You know, so regardless of who the coach, regardless of you know the circumstances, still got to come to work. So I enjoy coming to work with Steve. The message I told the guys after was no excuses. Uh, whether it's back-to-back, no excuses. Whether the change in scenery, scenery of today, no excuses. Uh, this is what we do for a living. We signed up for it. Um, it was game day, so we got to bring it. It's sort of comical, and I can find the humor in many of the the dramatic headlines out of the Nets the last couple of years. It's sort of comical that KD and, Ke- and uh, Kyrie did not want Jacques Vaughn as their head coach, and now here he is. Interim yet again. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. So then how much does the culture have to do with what happens moving forward, Sean? Whenever you're bringing anybody in here, it, it doesn't matter if it's if it's a new head coach or whether it's an intern. It doesn't matter. You, you're doing your due diligence on on everybody's background. You're you're looking at past relationships, prior relationships, current relationships. You name it to make sure that you're bringing in the right people at the right time for the right job. Kevin Durant mentions a roller coaster the last couple of years. Well, whose fault is that exactly? The Nets decided to bring in Kevin Durant and Kyrie, allowed them to pair together there, and then allowed them to make a lot of the decisions for the team. Never did KD and Kyrie hear no until this past offseason. And now the only person who's taking the fall for all this dysfunction is Steve Nash. It's unbelievable how this happens. That's the guy that KD and Kyrie wanted. Does anybody remember that? It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 